we're going we're gonna to move on because, um, Lauren, the uh, Commissioner General of UNRWA was in, in town today. That's the United, uh, United Nations Relief and Works Agency um, that looks after the affairs of Palestinian refugees in Gaza and the West Bank, in Jordan, in Lebanon uh, and in Syria to some extent um, as well. Why was the Commissioner General in town and what did he want from uh, the Irish government? Yeah, so... UNRWA is the the UN's agency for Palestinian refugees in that area and it is essentially the the last lifeline left for people there who, as we know, are in incredibly devastating circumstances and suffering immensely. Um, UNRWA was already going through very difficult, working through very difficult conditions to try to bring humanitarian aid to people. Um, And then what happened last month was that Israel accused 12 of UNRWA's workers of having been involved in Hamas's attacks on Israel on 7th October. Um, So in response to that, what has happened is those workers have been let go um, and investigations have been launched into that. What happened on the international stage was that um, a number of countries that would have sent large donation streams to to UNRWA, so places like the US, the UK, um, have suspended their funding, which has left it in an even more difficult position than it was in before. Um, so the 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 general commissioner, uh, Philippe Lazzarini, he was in Dublin today um, meeting with Tanish to Michal Martin, who announced that Ireland is going to pledge an additional 20 million towards UNRWA. And he called also on, on, on other European countries and, and, and countries around the world who have called off their funding to restore it back to the agency, pointing out that it is effectively the last line of defence for so many people in Gaza who are suffering. And um, I, th- I think the General, the General Commissioner pointed out that... Um, the, country, the the amount of funding when you add it up between the 15 or so countries that have suspended their, their donations, it adds up to $450 million. And I actually remember in December, so only a month before, say, say this came out around the, the accusations against the workers, um, in December... Um, Philippe Lazzarini had penned a letter to the 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 the, the general secretary of the, the or the president of the UN General Assembly, where he was setting out the situation at the time um, in Gaza for for people there and also for the humanitarian workers there, where he was effectively saying that the organisation was hanging on by its fingertips, that it was experiencing its darkest hour in seventy five years, um, that one hundred thirty of its staff had died in Israeli attacks. Um, one of the lines in it was that. Our staff take their children to work so they know they are safe or can die together. And this was back in December before the funding was suspended. Um, so you can only imagine, you know, it's two months later now, it, its funding has been slashed and things have only gotten worse. And Michal Martin and Philippe Lazzarini had a joint press conference afterwards. And one of the things <coughs> Michal Martin was talking about, as well as providing uh, the €20 million Euro to UNRWA, was his concerns over uh, the reputational, the intentional reputational damage being done to UNRWA as well. He talked about how he believes Israel has launched a deliberate sort of misinformation campaign about UNRWA um, and also you know the fact as well is that this the accusations were made against 12 staff members um, UNRWA actually originally before before the conflict started had 13,000 staff they're down now to about 3,000 people left working there um, and Michal Martin he, yeah he said that Israel had launched dis, a disinformation campaign against the agency um, and that because of that you know sufficient aid it's not reaching people in Gaza and he said that that was just simply unacceptable and that other countries including the EU which is due to, to make its annual contribution to UNRWA in, in March um, need to step up now and to restore restore that funding. All right. Um, the 
uh, Brian Leden, you you met the uh, Commissioner General, did you uh, today? The issue of the investigation that uh, UNRWA is holding into those uh, 12 members of staff, they have let 12, me- 12 uh, members of staff go, but they also, in order to advance their investigation into the allegations that have been made on on foot of what we're being told is an Israeli intelligence dossier, they're looking for that information and detailed information so that they could advance that in- investigation. So far, no luck. Um that they're they're looking for the information from UNRWA. Yeah, no, uh, they're looking for the UNRWA is looking for the information from uh, from the Israeli government. Yeah, uh, um, I, I met with Mr. Lazarini earlier, and uh, as I'm a member of the Joint Directors Committee on Foreign Affairs and Defence, um, he s- stressed to all of us uh, that the the he noted Ireland's uh, you know that we're leading the way. Uh, globally, really, or certainly in Europe, uh, on um, you know speaking out on on this issue, uh, and he just wants us to do more of it. But he did refer to the disinformation campaign, and he said, as a country, and with uh, all of us have networks uh, to political parties in Europe, he said a lot of that disinformation is being targeted at parliaments across Europe. So it's people like ourselves in in other countries uh, are being. Uh, targeted, uh, and this is what, what's leading to the, um, you know, the, the the reticence of European countries uh, to support uh, UNRWA. And uh, he wants us to uh, step up uh, our efforts. Uh, he also wants us to use our major diplomatic effort leading up to St Patrick's Day. Uh, we have access. Uh, all across the world, uh, you know, to 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 senior offices and uh, governments all across the world in the next few weeks, uh, and we should be using that access uh, to highlight that, uh, you know, to change uh, the the opinion of those governments and uh, public opinion in those countries uh, to support uh, Palestine here and to recognise that uh, uh, Israel Israel's reaction is completely and utterly disproportionate, uh, notwithstanding the horror of the attacks on October 7th. Uh, it isn't acceptable. And what's happening now in uh, in in Rafa is a- a- absolutely appalling. Uh, and, and it's unconscionable that uh, that UNRWA has been targeted here and that funding has been pulled from them. Uh, so, <coughs> um, <coughs> excuse me, um, I, I think I, I, you know, he he was keen to acknowledge that uh, that Ireland had done a lot, and uh, you know, I think he right. is here for that very reason uh, that we have influence on the world stage uh, and on the European stage, and we need to be using that influence now. Right. It's not the first time that uh, <coughs> Ireland has had to dig into the pocket after funding was withdrawn. Uh, Lynn Boyle and after uh, Donald Trump's government administration in the US decided that UNRWA should be defunded. Uh, the the previous uh, owner commissioner general uh, came to Dublin and also sought extra funds and received them. So Ireland hasn't been found wanting on this. No, I mean, and it is welcome that additional funding has been announced today. Um, and uh, you know, and and the statement and the or the joint letter from the Spanish government and the Irish government to the EU is is welcome in the sense that you know they're calling for a review. It should have been done months ago. This is about the association. Um, agreement about the association the agreement. But there, what yeah. what they could also do is far more. Like, I mean, all of this is welcome and some of the statements coming out from the Irish government are welcome because they're far better than what's coming out of other European countries or out of the US. 
but they they need to follow up those words now with actions because the horrors that are unfolding and I mean we're all reps here we're getting the emails daily and they're becoming more frustrated by the public about de- desperation of what are you doing what can you do we can't keep continuing fo- seeing what we're seeing on our screens and Israel get away with it so like the Irish government could use the option of invoking Article 82 of the EU Trade Association Agreement, which would suspend it while that review is ongoing into whether or not they're, they're breaching human rights. We could pass the Occupied Territories Bill. Um, so there are other things that we have, could be Have you, have you got legal advice to, that um, convinces you that uh, the government's stance is that, there are, have been, uh, that they've received legal advice from three successive attorney generals all of whom have said that uh, Ireland would fall foul of EU regulations on this because of e- the EU having uh, the competence for for trade matters. Are you, are you confident, or have you received legal well, advice, seen legal advice? There's multiple that legal advice you? from from people who were involved in the the campaign at the time of that bill is passing. I wasn't in the, in the Shannon at that time. There's multiple legal advice, but also test it. For God's sake, like what we're seeing, the the level of. <coughs> just horror that's happening in Gaza. Test the thing. Bring it. Let the EU try and take you to court if you're breaking EU rules. But like, do something. We need action right now. And that's what all of the emails that are coming in in their thousands are saying. We want more than just the strong words. We welcome the strong words. We now need action. We need the Irish government to show the leadership, take the actions as required. And these are the things that they would like them to do. Paul Murphy, the uh, your group, People for Profit, called today for the expulsion um, of the Israeli ambassador. Um, the, I mean, keeping diplomatic channels open to all countries has always been the argument. There are, you know, people with embassies here who's who have uh, problematic human rights records, to say the least. Why pick this ambassador and why expel them rather than having them there to make your displeasure known in case an Irish citizen gets uh, into difficulty, in case you want to remonstrate with their government on behalf of the Irish government? I think they know about our displeasure and they couldn't care less about it. I mean, the Israeli ambassador is on RTE in some form or another weekly, I would say, um, just spouting lies in reality. Rarely being significantly challenged, I would say. Um, It was quite impressive whenever the Russian ambassador was on initially that he was very robustly challenged. But she isn't treated like that, I would say. And I don't see the purpose of having her here. And I think that it would send a message around the world if Ireland has become the first European state. Other states like Bolivia and South Africa have cut diplomatic ties with Israel. But if Ireland was to become the first European state to do it, it would create a momentum for other states like Spain or Belgium where this question is on the agenda. All right, but Ireland has already jointly sent a letter with Spain. And whatever your your analysis of how the Israeli ambassador is is treated in in her public diplomacy in in terms of doing media interviews or whatever else, she is the conduit in, in the country through which the Irish government can communicate with the Israeli government if they want, for example, to try and secure the release from Gaza of somebody like uh, Zach Hania, who's, mm-hmm. who's still trapped in Gaza. Exactly. If they want to express but, but their displeasure over the utterances of the Israeli government yep. ab- about uh, Ireland's policies towards it, 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 expelling the Israeli ambassador 
would deny them of that channel of communication and, and, but, may, but as, result, as, and may result in, in Irish diplomats being expelled in Israel as well uh, and, and may also have ramifications for Irish UNIFIL personnel who need to uh, travel through Israel. So as you're aware, I mean, Zach and Ia and others are effectively being held captive by Israel in Gaza, refusing to let them leave. And that's despite the fact that we have the ambassador, we have this channel of communication. They don't care. These nice words and so on do not work with them. The other day, Simon Coveney described Israel as acting like a rogue state. Mion Martin described it as acting in a monstrous way. How should we treat states that are like that? I think there needs to be a campaign to isolate them. Brian Ledden, do you agree? I don't. There's a logic to what Paul is saying in that... uh, you know, it, it would send this message around the world and, you know, but expelling diplomats, like that really, really is the, the last course of action. And had we expelled the dip, the uh, the ambassador going back five or six months ago, would we have had the release of the hostages uh, in those first month or two? So probably not. You know, it is important. And as appalling as, as, as the situation is, uh, and as much as we disagree with the actions of Israeli at the uh, Israel at the moment, uh, we we do have to keep those channels open. And, right. so you're, that, you're and I just don't agree that the the the, the message uh, is you know so in, that by expelling the ambassador that the, the rationale for that uh, in sending a message is there is uh, the right rationale. Okay, Lynn Boylan. Look, we've called for the Israeli ambassador to be expelled, but my own preference in terms of of action, what would be really significant is... Do you you have a a more nuance? Are you saying that this particular ambassador should be expelled, but that the diplomatic mission should be kept open as opposed to expelling the position of ambassador? No, well, I think definitely this ambassador should be expelled. I mean, I watched the interview the other day and trying to justify the murder of a six-year-old child who had already witnessed her, her own family being murdered, called for help and was then killed herself and the two paramedics that went to save her life and to see an Israeli ambassador try and defend that and try somehow to draw a connection that maybe the paramedics were Hamas. I mean, any right-minded person watching that would say that woman should at least not be given the platform to be spouting the lies that she's li- she's doing. And but as I said, the more important thing for us in terms so of you, the you state think she action, be, you think she shouldn't be well, interviewed she at should all. Should be expelled, right? Absolutely but um, but in terms expelled. of in terms of interviewing, so you know, on, on issues of that are you know highly contested and publicly controversial, there is an obligation on under the Broadcasting Act to to uh, provide. The, the different perspectives. I mean, banning people from the airwaves which is something you're, you're... Which she hasn't had the same robust treatment that the Russian ambassador has. That's that's the truth of it. She has not had the same robust treatment. Sure, but... Do you mean, and, and likewise, the, the, sanctions, the, the sanctions that were enforced on Russia were immediate, and rightly so. But here we are months later and we're still tinkering around the edge going, let's call for a review of the Trade Association Agreement to see if Israel are breaching human rights. Everybody can see with their own eyes Israel are breaching human rights. So I think that's where the frustration is coming from. There's a double standard. And why is there a double standard? standard. When it came to the war in Ukraine, immediately everybody rallied around, all measures pull out all the stops and yet here we are months down the road. No, but government members called for the expulsion of the Russian ambassador. And diplomats were expelled. Diplomats diplomats were expelled. We we didn't. I mean, even uh, in that situation as bad as that one, 
Yeah, still is. We didn't. Uh, but what we about sanctions? Important. Why is and there? Why is Israel allowed to act with Absolutely, I agree with you. Like, and we're, we're probably are moving to that situation. Uh, but when? Uh, and we're not because like, you know that the EU Council is not right. going to agree. It. Okay, so as long as you're operating the EU framework, Brian you're not Lynn, going to act. Do, do you think an assault on Rafa, with all of the warnings that have been made about it, do you think an assault on Rafa would change things in terms of the the Irish government's approach, or indeed your own party's uh, view on things? Um. I don't think it would change our position position that uh, we want an immediate ceasefire and we're doing everything we can and we're doing it in a diplomat in the true diplomatic channels uh, and there's a huge amount going on uh, off the airwaves to to try and influence uh, the position of the EU Commission uh, and other countries across Europe. Um, but the situation has to be assessed almost on a day-to-day basis. Uh, it is like what what's happening uh, in Rafa is is horrendous. Um, I I just reiterate that I think expelling ambassadors doesn't really okay. get us anywhere. Notwithstanding the logic that would send this message that Paul is talking about, it, it really should be uh, the option of last resort. All right. I just want to be clear, Lynn Boyne. Are, are, you, are you calling for the Israeli ambassador to be banned from the airwaves? No. It would be, I'm, it would be I'm out calling, of kilter well, somewhat with, with your is, own party's stance on, no, on people's access to no, the airwaves. No, what I'm saying is that when you're watching <clears throat> somebody tell barefaced lies about what we can see with our own eyes on our phone screens, it is deeply, deeply frustrating and the public okay, are demanding right. that that there is action taken by this government <coughs> above and beyond what we have already seen, right. the harsh words. 